Hello and welcome to episode 12 of, or excuse me, no, this is episode 11. We decided to go 10.5 on the last episode. So this is episode 11 of Talking Jacks. Um, I am your host, Alex Warren, joined this evening by my wonderful co-host, Ben. Hello. And uh, we're here to discuss all things Charlotte Independent Soccer. Um, Big, big week coming up uh, against FC Cincinnati. We're going to look back at the uh, slightly encouraging, but also <laughs> extremely discouraging loss mixed to the bag. Tampa Bay Rowdies um, on Saturday. Yeah, mixed bag. That's a that's our bag was empty, I guess technically. Yeah, true. But it was full of donuts, maybe. I don't yeah. Know. Um, and we'll kind of address uh, maybe this little dip in form or struggle, the, whatever. Yeah. State you of the Union. Call maybe? it State of the Union. There we go. <laughs> So, uh, you know, get your uh, favorite chair ready because <laughs> this might be a little bit of a longer episode. I have a feeling, um, but grab a snack or something and settle in because uh, we're going to have a lot to talk about here as we, yes. the season winds down. The games are uh, much fewer. we got three left, and the stakes are the highest they've been all year. So hmm. strap in, y'all. Yep. So, Ben, uh, we'll start with Saturday. Uh we were distraught. It's the best way I can put it. All of us on the uh, soccer and sweet tea slack. Yeah. Uh, after the Charlotte Independence one zero loss to the Tampa Bay Rowdies on Saturday. Yeah. Um, I hate. I've, I just realized that I, I think I'd rather lose three zero than one zero, because the entire second half I was nervous and like we're gonna get a goal, especially the last thirty minutes, which I'm jumping way ahead here, but. The whole time I was like, if we get one goal, we're tied, and then we can get a point, and then we can maybe get another goal, yeah. and then we'll get three points. Like I'd almost rather lose three o two o. The yeah. the tease of hope is uh, it sets you up for a, a harder fall. Yeah, and there the was, disappointment is more crushing when the uh, when your hopes are higher. Mm-hmm. So I, I totally feel that kind of flu- not a fluky goal, but like a non like. Like, I don't mind when we get scored on when it's, like, a really good show of skill or, or that kind of thing. Not that their goal wasn't good, but... It was... Um, a fluke is not... I, I wouldn't say fluke. Yeah. But it was odd, to say the least. Yeah. It was very odd. And I feel so bad. Donnie Smith did everything he could do. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy just wrapped his leg around Donnie Smith's body <laughs> and poked the ball across the line like Cody yeah. even saved it it was just he was too deep in the goal he, he mm-hmm. didn't have the best position which the, that was one thing that was weird is his positioning I feel like wasn't obviously the best in that situation and it was funny because when me and Chris were watching it uh Chris said to me did Donnie Smith just own goal that because it looked like his leg was so close right. to the the attacker guy's leg that it was it was almost the same person it was very weird well I was so confused because all of the all of like the tweets that were coming through was like, uh, Gorski scores with a beautiful header. And I was like, header. I was like, <laughs> what? Am, are we watching the same game? And so I had to, <laughs> I had to watch it several times before. Uh, I completely. I figured that out that it was his leg, not his head, because I was like, there's no way he scored this with his head. Yeah. His head is like, you know, the other direction. So, yeah, that, that, so that was weird. just a bizarre. I mean, we kind of jumped ahead. Uh, you know, we should probably backtrack just a little bit. You yeah. know, they started okay, I thought. I, I thought was they, encouraged. Honestly. I was definitely encouraged. We got a shot on goal in the 11th minute, which 
was a massive improvement over Wednesday night where I don't think we got our first shot on goal until possibly extra time. Maybe. It, it, was, was, it was very late in the game. 90th minute. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, even it wasn't – it didn't, you know, test the test the uh, keeper too much. Yeah. Um, but it was encouraging that we had a solid attack. It was a nice cross from Johnson uh, – an energized attack. Honestly, Jaime was, which in I was the, surprised about in the considering box. our uh, yeah. our turnaround there. Um, I was because going into it, I was, I mean, after losing to Charleston, thinking we'd be fu- pretty fine. Well, not just I, I was hesitantly yeah. like I was cautiously optimistic, um, considering their rest, uh, having two weeks off. Uh, I thought we may have an advantage. In that case, as far as them maybe not being in form, and not that we were in form, because obviously we weren't, um, but it was really frustrating. I mean, it was nice that we didn't give up a goal early, thank God. Mm-hmm. Um, we almost did. But yeah, this is, yeah, we did <laughs> With almost. With that weird indirect free kick that mishap. Was the, it's something, it's so weird because I've, I've seen like things like that happen, but I've never been emotionally invested in the oh, team that has happened to. It was something. So at first I was like, oh, okay, they called a foul, and there wasn't a foul. Whatever. Okay, that's USL for you. Okay, that was not in the box. What are they doing? Oh, wait, it's not a foul. It's not in the box, or it is in the box, but it's a, it's a weird thing. And we had like, I think we had like, Six or seven guys covering the goal. It was the I, we weirdest had the whole team thing. covering the goal. Really, was, I mean that's what you do in those situations. Yeah, I, it was it was a very weird exchange. Um, well, not only that, it was originally the referee blew and pointed to the spot for a penalty. Yeah, so that was his immediate reaction. I, all I, I mean, I was, I was like, no way. Yeah, like, no, absolutely no way. No. And then the referee said went over and talked to the the line judge and they talked it over and he walks back and starts to, he gets his spray out and I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. well he gets the spray out. There's, I mean, he's not, you know, calling a penalty. So I thought he was going to put it down outside the box. I thought they had Mm -hmm. ruled that the foul, the phantom foul was outside the box. No. Then he put, (laughs) then he goes and takes it and puts it where it was. And you know, he, to think that that is a back pass, uh, that, that yeah, was to think else. that in the middle of slide tackling or whatever you want to call it, yeah. he intentionally passed it to Mizell, uh, whatever. Yeah. Um, hey, it worked out. It was, you know, it was a bizarre moment, which there were, there was a bizarre moment in each half of this one. Uh, that, uh, that referee, uh, yeah. well, God I don't know if you him. noticed my tweet. That I did. You did. Okay. Yeah. So that this he, was the um, same ref that we played against or we didn't play against because we didn't play against the refs even though it may feel like it sometimes. Um, <laughs> Depends on the but, week. But <laughs> uh, when we first played Louisville in Louisville, when there was all the, there was just a ton of yellow cards for no reason. Mm-hmm. Same situation in this game. So once I figured that out, because I knew I recognized the guy and the name looked familiar, yeah. I was like, this is going to be a long game. Well, and he was, was also the referee for the FC Cincinnati versus New York Red Bulls 2 game that I watched to, in, in preparation for this. So I've was seen, him, the one seen him a lot lately. Louisville? Where no in Cincinnati? Oh, I don't, I don't know. I'm gonna just back away from that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear something right. <laughs> no, he's he was the referee for FC Cincinnati's game against the Red Bulls that I watched to prepare for oh, this podcast. Oh, I was thinking, I don't know. I was thinking of something completely different. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I've just seen. I was just making the point that I've seen him a lot lately. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got you. So, uh, but you know, other than that, I thought he was okay. He. 
he had some soft yellow cards, I thought, on both teams. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, if if it's going to – I would prefer a referee be soft with the yellows um, early on and, like, at least you know what you're going to get. And he was at least consistent with it. Yeah. He, um, he you know, he was I'll fine. Outs- was outside of those couple weird moments, I thought he did fine. You know, he was – not the star of the show, which is always nice. It's nice uh, when referees can take a backseat. Yeah, it was. And honestly, if I had watched this game as a neutral, this was a would have been a thoroughly entertaining game. Yeah. You, you know, despite the low scoreline, uh, both teams, and I think that was what I was really looking forward to in this matchup, is both teams really wanted to get on the ball and they wanted to play. Um, we kind of pinned them back over the last half hour. Um, but it was still an exciting, especially the first half. It was really Mm-hmm. It, it ebbed and flowed nicely. I think we kind of came out on the front foot, and then, you know, they kind of took over some control, and then we really had a r- really good stretch until we gave up the goal. Yeah. Um, and then it kind of – we they, they really kind of controlled it from there. Um, wow. So so we give up that goal, and I, I thought we responded okay, um, but we we just couldn't – we didn't panic. But we we just mm-hmm. couldn't put it really put anything together. Um, yeah. it was definitely the, a frustrating second half. Yeah. I would say um, it's it was uh, and it was interesting how quickly we ended up doing subs because I, I felt like it was probably coming sooner rather than later. Yeah, and I know um, a lot of times I've noticed that when we're winning games, Jeffries likes to wait until 70, 75 minutes to make the subs. But when we're losing, he's not afraid. Uh, to go Change with that up. first sub at like 50, 55 minutes. Yeah. He kind of gives the starters a chance to uh, kind of right the ship, yeah. so to speak. But uh, it looked, David Estrada looked gassed. Um, he did. Yeah. And I, I, and I, I felt was, like it was a good decision to take him I off. I thought so too. I thought Spees, um, Spees did oh, fine. He, uh, he was a little shaky on the ball. As Spees he's, frustrated. It, I don't know that we've sworn on this podcast yet <laughs> but he frustrated the hell out of me yeah he really did i i really wanted to see more from Spees, and maybe it was just sheer frustration in that last 30 minutes or so but i swear he i wish i had written this down but i he had a he had two or three opportunities where his first touch was not not tremendous yeah i don't think he has a great first touch and i don't think no. his he's a physical player in that he's fast he he can pass the ball okay he can yeah. and we've seen him score a goal mm-hmm. and it's, he's just not very i don't know i just want him to be more direct at something like yeah uh, he, he he just plays um almost a little indecisive at times i would say so which i guess he's got to feel and out he's the young, system he's and young he's, he is young still and he's just technically i mean really it's his first full year with us yeah because consistent it, game time i don't know that he made did he make an appearance last because i know he came on li- late he, he was if he signed did, late last was, year i, I mean assume i i didn't watch the i was not there and did not watch the swansea game i'm assuming he played in the swansea game um other than that i don't know that he really ever did um uh, much playing time at all unless it was at the end of a game yeah um but he, he honestly, that whole – he had a couple opportunities where he should have put the ball in the back of the net or or, or made a pass. Gone towards or, the goal. Yeah. It, yeah that, it was probably more frustration in general compared to him. But, yeah. And, and then 
uh, it was interesting that Eckler came in for Ross when it happened, or what in, in that yeah, exchange uh, that there, was, Estrada for Spees, and uh, that was interesting as know. well. I I was interested to see how that was going to work. I don't know that Ekra and Hilton have ever played much together. And as a as like Last a midfield pair. Last year. Last year, okay. Yeah. But I mean that's But this year I think the only times year. they've really been on the field together has been when Ekra's playing further forward or like early in the season when when uh Ekra was playing up top and like maybe Hilton was paired with Davidson or something. Yeah. That, that's, that's the only time I really remember them on the field it's together. Probably the first time in the during the season that both of them have had the field in the midfield together. And I thought Ekra did well. I thought it did well. He uh I really I I hate that the that shoddy head was not on target because I was sitting there and I was like, take the shot, Ekra, take the shot. And he took the shot and it was on frame. Yep. <laughs> off the post. Ex- yeah. That, that one hurt the most, I think. Oh, it because really did. I, I think both of us have been critical of Ekra's play. Maybe it was beyond his control. You know, we've been critical mainly because we think he's been played out of position. Oh yeah. hundred um, percent. But nonetheless, we've been critical. And this is, if he would have I mean, scored that goal, I feel like it would have been a little bit of. Um, it would have been such a great moment. Not, not redemption, you know. He who gives a shit. I mean, yeah. who, you know, we're gonna have to take out for all explicit. the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> who, who cares what we think, you know? <laughs> um, but it would have been a really nice moment to see a player who uh, maybe struggled to find their footing this season. Uh, versus he's been asked a lot season Mm -hmm. at at this point that would have been a big moment and of course Enzo was right there to put in the rebound I know and I was so excited I was so happy and then that happened a second time too that was I think that was the second time yeah that's what it was the second time because the other time was Johnson yeah Johnson didn't he score the goal too or Mm -hmm. didn't Johnson put the ball in the back of the net which that was the most frustrating thing is because yeah. just when we think we get a goal, it was almost and like the Charleston and it situation. Happened twice. Yeah. Just when we think we get a goal, nope, not so fast. Yeah. Um, but, but you know, uh, we get yeah. we we get caught offside a lot. I think we're. Yeah. Well, the the two for those were just god awful bad. Like Johnson was like a full person and a half offside. Well, I think the original offside on that one too was on Herrera. I, I think, think it was. Which I think was close. I think they were both offside. I've seen that which that I was really surprised called offsides, but mm-hmm. it was close. The I other would, one was like I think both Enzo and Spees were offsides. Well, yeah. <laughs> it was terrible. But the it was it was interesting to me because immediately after the game, uh, they did the post-game comp uh, post-game interview on the field mm-hmm. with coach Jeffries. And he immediately, when asked about, uh, I don't know if he, I don't know if he was asked directly about the two offside calls, but he said immediately he said the first one he's like that definitely was not offside, and I was like I, I thought I thought it was I I thought it was pretty clear that both of them were offside. Yeah. Um. And I and I didn't to be honest I, I didn't, didn't go back and watch a, it. A coin toss at that point. Yeah. It um, was I didn't think it was even really close, but maybe yeah. he maybe you know I don't know. But it was it was interesting that he had that point of view, um, but you know offside goals don't count. So <laughs> no. unless you're Charleston and it's two zero already, but whatever. <laughs> uh, you know the two offside goals. It's like I don't I don't know if we should be critical that our guys didn't get onside, or if it's just a nice you know maybe Tampa Bay stepped up just at the right time. Um, uh, it was, yeah. it's kind of what we, I, I, we do get caught offside a lot. Yeah. I think it's just 
the way we the way we play, uh, we like to. I think we like to we like try to, to catch people at a position, well, and, and we like to send balls through for like Enzo and Jorge to run onto. Mm-hmm. Um, Which that's another thing is the way the game was going and the way the passes were flowing and that kind of thing because they were flowing pretty well in the second half. I thought. Yeah. I was I was really getting frustrated how much Enzo was holding on to the ball. Honestly, uh, yeah. there was a handful of times, and there was one I don't know when it was. Honestly, but there was one specific time I remember Enzo had the ball. Herrera was he was open to one side of him, and Herrera was waiting for the ball. And he never got it, mm-hmm. and you could tell he was frustrated. And I don't blame him because uh, Herrera it felt like a game where Herrera was going to score a goal, or it was a, a Herrera type situation where yeah. somebody was going to be there after a save um and we definitely can't forget about enzo's curler that yeah, was what, okay so what i was gonna say yeah. is to enzo's credit i think as uh, towards the end of the game he started to get into the flow of the game with the passing mm-hmm. i think one thing that has has happened as a side effect of missing june and missing alex is enzo has tried to shoulder a lot more of the attack himself and tried to be the creator and the finisher. And I think mm. Enzo is at his best when he is not trying to pick up the ball, you know, just uh, just beyond the halfway line and dribble past three defenders and get the shot off. He can do yeah. that at times, but I think, it takes when, a lot I think when he can do that is when we have the threat of, of Herrera making a run or Estrada overlapping him or Alex coming inside. I think mm-hmm. I think or that's a when he's of a able give and go type exactly situation. like yeah. when he's got somebody else to work with. I think he's just been trying to do too much because we've been missing mm-hmm. these pieces on on offense, and he's been pressing. I think, and I think we've yeah. seen that at times where we've seen him pass the ball when we think he should shoot, and we've seen him shoot when he we think he should pass. And I and I think that as these guys get healthy, hopefully, I mean we we know Alex is going to come back. Oh, thank um, God. It, but. Hopefully, maybe with with the addition of Caleb Calvert up top, we're gonna see Enzo have a little more freedom to play play off the ball. Mm-hmm. I think that's when he is at his best is when he can be a true nine and a half. He can you know be the finisher or the creator at any given time, rather than trying to be both. Yeah. Um, and but I think he he kind of got into that over those last thirty minutes, and it was it was. That's really what unlocked our attack. I think is he. That's why he was, you know, one of the one of my picks for man of the match in the article today, is because I think he, despite struggling a little bit in the first half and trying to find, uh, find his place in the game, he you know ended up with three shots on target, and that last effort uh, from the corner kick, the the curler with his left foot God. was just incredible. I. It, that when was he picked an, it out. I think it was the third moment at that point in the that game. That was the third one, and we that one like, was the worst. We've got a goal. We've got. Oh wait, we don't have a goal because Matt yeah. Pickens is a great goalkeeper. Yeah, it was hit, for him to be that confident to hit that with his left foot because yeah. he's. I don't know. I don't. I don't have the stat in front of me, but I'd be willing to bet he's probably only got one or two of those goals with his left foot, if I, any. It was his left foot. It, oh, it was his okay, left foot okay. because he was. He made a conscious effort. He. He brought yeah. the ball down and touched it out to the left to kind of go far po- far post and try to curl it around the, the, the post. And he put it, 
I mean, he put it, it may in have a perfect been the best spot. shot he's had all year. Yeah, it, it, he put it in a perfect I mean, spot, but the keeper was on it. Um, yeah, it was a great save. I, I don't. I fully expect that to be save of the week. If that's not um, a save of the week, something somebody's not paying attention. And, and Cody had a really good save I in this know, one too. He had a good save. He kept that Cody, save. Kept that save absolutely. We kind of jumped ahead of that save, but that save was vintage. That was uh, Air Mizell, mm-hmm. beatless Cody Mizell showing yep. up. Um, that that was awesome to it see, was and gorgeous. that uh, that was a big moment as well. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't really know what else there's to say. I thought I thought uh, <clears throat> Callum Ross and uh, Lewis Hilton played really well, and then yeah. and then Jan Ekra and Lewis Hilton played really well. Um, Good I thought they controlled play. the I midfield thought, yeah. really we played, well against. We played a, a the, tough the team. positive out of a one zero loss and two losses in a row. Um, is that we bounced back well? I, mean, we I would I, I would agree with so, that. I, what I keep yeah. saying is that the performance of this game does, did not match the result. They exactly, yeah. they deserve absolutely deserved a point. Yeah. And you know that and we that's played life. pretty well defensively too. I was just looking yeah. at that too. Abs- they, they only I, had two shots on target. Henry Kalungi, uh had an excellent game as well. Oh, he's really he's our worst defender. <laughs> it's all Kalungi's <laughs> fault. It's all, it's, uh, yeah, it's a terrible joke. But, um, but yeah, he played really well. He, yeah. I, Bilal had a good game too. He did. Yeah. The, and I think that the fact that that's probably, I mean, Smith is very, uh, what I've noticed from him, the more I've seen him play, he's very, he makes some kind of aggressive plays when he may, maybe shouldn't at certain times. But I think yeah. that's probably our best back four being Smith and Johnson on the wings and mm-hmm. Duckett and Kalungi in the middle. Um, yeah. I, I, to, I still I still am um, – as long as Kalungi's there, I'm fine with either Smith or Yearwood. I think they both yeah. – I think they're similar. They're both fast. I, Donnie has the, the experience over um, Austin, but I think I, I'm, I would be fully confident with either one of them at yeah. this point. It, and I think it, they kind of bring different things to the table in that case too because – like Donnie Smith, we've seen him do it a couple times where he'll more go in the middle when he's attacking mm-hmm. on the sides, and he'll kind of cut towards the center there, probably because he's a bigger guy, yeah, than and a winger or he, a fullback. I think he spent time um, as a midfielder, as like a oh, okay. wide midfielder. I can see that, yeah. Um, so I think he's got that, you know, in his locker, so to speak, mm, to yeah. kind of be more attacking, uh, cutting inside and that kind mm-hmm. of thing. We Yearwood's him, definitely more of like goals. a crossing. Yeah, Yearwood is more of a get a down, beat beat the uh, defender down the line with his speed and put a ball yeah. across the box. And and I think he will develop those other skills yeah. in time. Uh, I mean, this is still just his second season as a professional, so I think we'll see him develop some of those skills. Um, you know, cutting in more that kind of thing or, or not, you know, I don't know, but yeah. he, what he, what he brings to the table now is just fine. I think um, where he has improved is uh, just his confidence level. His, his, he plays to his strengths really well. I think he mm-hmm. doesn't try to do too much. He's, yeah. he's pretty much, uh, you know, he, if he can get by the defender, he gets by the defender. Um, and then if not, he kind of keeps his positioning. And, and I think yeah. that that's helpful. And he's got, 
speed to get back on the counter too, attack. Just as far as the general, like if he gets in a situation where he's not going to get a cross in, which is what he does, mm-hmm. he's not afraid to back to pass it off and maybe yeah. look to do a, a give and go in that situation. Yeah. Um, we've seen a lot from him in that case. And hats off to Johnson too. I mean, he may not have had a very good game this game, but he got notified. Oh, I thought or, he had a good game. Um, I think it was fine. Yeah, I mean, nothing. He, he had um, two or three chances created. Um, which is, okay. I think that was the stat that they highlighted um, in the article that you're he about did. to reference. Um, yeah. Um, the USL Defender of the Year article mm-hmm. where they, they, it's not like an official thing, but it was, they named five uh, candidates yeah. that they thought. I'm glad that he got deserving. that recognition and that because was, he's. I think they were listening to our last episode when you were gushing about how good he was. Yeah. Uh, they, so I'm going to give you the assist on that. They've got a one. mic in this room somewhere, I'm sure. They're wiretapping our maybe our, so maybe I don't know, um, but uh, but he's fantastic. Like he, he, we could go on and on about him again. Um, so your man, men of the man of the match or men of the match? Yeah, it was Lewis Hilton and uh, Enzo Martinez. I gave them gotcha. co. I couldn't pick. I thought they both. Um, you know, obviously, if Enzo's goal goes in, it's going to be Enzo. Yeah, probably. Um, but I thought that, you know, we kind of dominated the midfield in that game um mm-hmm. it felt like a very which different was nice <laughs> fluid game yeah in that case if i had to because i haven't looked at this too much to be honest yeah, i was i've been a very bad stat person today um just looking at it right now um i'd have to give it to lewis hilton honestly because mm-hmm. he's he's played really well and he's another player of ours that he's he's kind of like a sixth man almost I don't even know what you'd call that. Well, like 12th, a 12th man. man. Is that a thing in soccer? I don't even know. I don't um, know. But <laughs> if it's a thing, then sure, that's what he is. But if not, then whatever. Um, but he's he's been really well in different situations for the team. And he's mm-hmm. he's kind of – it seems like he's kind of molded into a certain – or a more distinct role the last couple games, I would say, um, where he's, he's a very uh, – reliant passer in the midfielder yeah in the midfield there and he's fluid in his positioning i think sometimes he like when ross was uh in with him he was more of the runner box to box uh get you know get a little bit more um, uh mobility but then when jan ecker came on he kind of switched Mm -hmm. um and and jan was more of the the mobility and they both kind of were because we were uh, we were kind of chasing the game at that point. Yeah. Uh, but I thought I thought he um, played really well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, anytime you can control the midfield on the road against a team that is uh, as talented and has as much experience as the Rowdies, I think it's a good day. Mm-hmm. The result just didn't go our way. I we yeah. you know we had sometimes things just don't bounces. go our way. Like we, yeah. I mean, we had that stretch in the mid middle of the season where things Everything just went, went our way. way. Yeah, it we, happens. We really did. Um, and I think going against Cincinnati, we ready to transition. I feel like we're we're kind of wrapped up that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I feel I feel good about it. I feel like it's going to be really telling to see how the team's going to react. It's going to be great coming back home. Thankfully, and, we, and it'll be great to not have to play a game in the middle of the week. As oh, well. thank God! <laughs> um, <laughs> thank goodness. Yeah, that was I was really looking forward to never having that again. So was I. Um, and then Hurricane Irma. <laughs> I mean, you know, we were, you know, first world problems we're complaining about 
the effect it had on our soccer team where it, you know, other never people even are, actually affected us as, as individuals. Right. right. So but, um, I feel a little silly, but it is what it is on it that is. one. Um, but yeah, I think, and it could even be a, a pre-playoff playoff matchup if things fall a certain way. Um, we yeah, could you're see right. them it again in the first round. Um, yeah, right. As of right now, we would see Orlando City B, but uh, with three games still to play, there's definitely some shuffling that could go yeah. on. You know, but who both. knows? The East has been crazy because the East is nuts. Yeah, I can't even remember who did Charleston lose to over the Charleston weekend? lost to Orlando OCB, City B. Yeah, uh, Rochester lost to Richmond. Yeah, which is I don't know. Yeah, it's craziness. And then but. Cincinnati. Uh, got a draw at the death of death. They got yeah, a penalty like in like the fourth minute of a of extra time, and I think it was the the referee had held up four minutes. I think so, and it was a penalty. I mean, the keeper came out and just like crushed. <laughs> he came out to punch the ball and missed the ball and punched Oof. the player. So oh god, he punched. Well, I mean, guy? it wasn't like it, it wasn't, wasn't like super. No, no, but, but he was he missed the ball. And hit the player and knocked him down. It was. I may need to see this replay because this sounds pretty, pretty obvious penalty. Yeah, at a certain point, the goalkeepers just kind of be like, "Well, you got me." Yeah. Um, but I think this will be a really good game to kind of reset everything. I'm so excited to have Alex Martinez back. Yeah. Oh my goodness! I got so excited. I just ended up writing something up on Sunday uh, because it just I finally realized we're going to have him back. And then something I, I had not yeah. noticed is he. And I, I guess I should have known it based on his play, but the difference between him and Jaime Siaj are completely different mm-hmm. players. I mean, you look at physically, they're different players. Attack-minded, they're different players. Um, and I think that's going to do really well as far as alleviating Enzo to do more of his attacking role. Mm-hmm. Because like something I had noticed looking at Alex, and, it, and it's something, I mean, he has four assists and he's, He's got the the three goals on the season, but and honestly, at this point, you you can kind of not that you're gonna overlook that, but you're not gonna say, oh, okay, that's one of the best players on the team, someone that has three goals and four assists. But he is a monster in the midfield. I mean, he he's got. I was looking at it too. Unsurprisingly, Enzo and Alex lead the team in duels. I mean, Enzo's got three forty three for the season, and Alex Martinez has two ninety six. The other thing. Alex still leads the team in tackles, and he's missed four games. Yeah, Alex is, um, I guess, hmm, I don't know. I can't think of the word. He is, I guess, an X-factor defensively. He is, though, uh, yeah. That, and I, that's I think a weird that's, way of putting that. He's but. such a, I don't want to use the word pest because it almost has a negative connotation to it. I think but that's he, a good word for I it. I think he's he is, though. Like he, <laughs> he, and I think that's another thing that's kind of, gotten us in a funk the last four games or so. I mean, you can take out the Richmond game because it's Richmond. but uh, And we beat them 3-0, so it's, a, I guess, an outlier in this scenario. But his ability to kind of disrupt the midfield, mm-hmm. or the fact that he was gone, probably caused Enzo to want to do that more because Jaime Sias just isn't going to do that. And he did a pretty good job, all things considered, yeah. uh, when called upon to do some defensive plays, but he's not as maybe quick as Alex. I, I think guess. Jaime 
is just as hard a worker defensively as Alex. Yeah. But I don't think he has the defensive skill set that Alex has. True. So yeah. he he's got the work rate, but not necessarily uh, the ability. Mm-hmm. And that, and it, it's probably just it's, it'll it'll come with with experience and more play on the field. But I think there were there were moments where Jaime would or will track back uh, and, and be in the right position, but just not make the right play maybe yeah. or, or, or he'll be, be too aggressive to at you know. that point too because he hasn't been asked that, to do yeah, that at it, this point i mean you look at true. alex he's i wouldn't say he's a veteran player but he's he's a more seasoned player than jaime siash mm-hmm. so he's been through different scenarios before as a player and i think that's what's gonna really um show in this game is that he because alex martinez his ability to get back on defense too i think is gonna really help our fullbacks too because i don't think we've really been able to to have our fullbacks move forward like we have in which yeah. is really the whole scheme of jeffrey's attack on at, at the end of the day i think yeah i think we've um, both noticed a lot more of the attack has been down the right uh, oh yeah because siage is more of a more of a finisher and mm-hmm. more of a or if he's um if he's not finishing he's not he's not much of a provider like alex is Exactly. Um, he's not really a playmaker, I guess, so to speak. Whereas Alex links up really well with the midfielder and the overlapping fullback. Mm-hmm. At, you know, that's something he's really valuable at. And yeah. But he's also got that ability to take on defenders one-on-one. Mm-hmm. So that's, he, he just adds a, another facet to the attack, which I think will kind of we'll see the ball go down the left a lot more this yeah. game. Yeah, and it's really going it to cause chaos at that point too because we're going to have and I think it'll it'll sure up our defense at that point too because ultimately like if Alex Martinez isn't as far up or whoever is on the left side whether it's does Castillo play on the left I don't even know I can't no Castillo hasn't played on the left Donnie Smith or Yearwood plays on the left Yeah, yeah yeah so if either one of those players are farther up like they tend to want to be then Alice can move back and vice versa. Like right. there's a, and I think that's kind of where the chemistry and the um, the nonverbal communication can can work out for mm-hmm. us in that case. Which, yeah. um, not that Jaime Sias has not done a good job because he's done good. He's he's yeah been very well in in res, in reserve taking over for a guy who's probably the perfect player for Coach Jeffrey's situ, or system. Yeah, I think we saw a little bit of his limitation here. The last, uh, I don't know, two or three games. He's yeah. he is. Um, I think he's a really good player to have. I just think. Oh yeah. Uh, he was. I mean, he's not. He's just so different than Alex Martinez. Yeah. That having him play, you know, try to take Alex Martinez's place is just too much to ask. It is. Um, so they, I think they have different I, skills. Like a lot of, I mean players on any team yeah. but a lot of the people on our team they've got different skills yeah i think he'll like, be very valuable for us coming off the bench these mm-hmm. last three games um assuming the health of you know our other our other front four guys and hopefully assuming the health of caleb calvert oh, i think caleb that's calvert. another uh <sighs> i don't want to dive too deep just because we don't know yeah you know i don't want to spend 15 minutes talking about the possibilities of Caleb Calvert and then him not play. Cause I mean, yeah. there's a chance that maybe cause he wasn't even on the bench for the Rowdies game. So there's a chance that maybe they decided the ankle is just not going to heal in time to get 
in these last three games. It's which, possible. It'd or, be very unfortunate because I think – or go ahead. All right, so, or it's that they definitely know that he's healthy enough for the last three. They just didn't want to use him in Tampa. I don't know. It's possible. Um, I, I, I really feel like if we have him down the stretch, it's going to – it's just going to add another attacking player to our team. It's going to mm-hmm. really change different schemes for us. It's going to be – I hate that it's going to be the last three games of the season. Yeah, I hate it's that gonna he didn't get to It's going to be hard to get integrate. those reps in. Yeah. Um, that but, I mean, injury was... all things considered, last year when he was – That's true. Because there was a he couple does... situations when he he went back and forth because he yeah. started the season with us. He was similar to, like, Castillo mistaken, and Donnie Smith last year. Yeah, maybe not that sporadic, but there, yeah. was, there was a point where he went back to Colorado – um, when he, of course, when he started playing well, uh, USL MLS loans, you gotta love him. Um, but then he came back and he, he, I, if I'm remembering right, I may be remembering this wrong because my name is Ben and I'm forgetful, <laughs> but if I'm not mistaken, he came back pretty well. So I, th- I think that'll be, if he can come back and contribute in a positive way, which I feel he can mm-hmm. given his skill set and the Minute he was on the field for that Charleston game, I forgot how tall he is, how yeah. how much of a big body he is. I um, think he's six, is he six four? Is he? I, I don't know. know. I thought I don't, I, I don't have his page. Up. I'm gonna. Well, anyways, as I've said, we're not gonna spend 15 minutes. We won't spend yeah. 15 minutes, but because we don't know, I I do think that if he is available and and fit, I he definitely is a completely different player that we don't have. You know, he is a target striker uh, who can, I imagine, get on the end of headers in the box. Yes. Which we sorely need, um, yes. as evidenced by our lack of successful crosses this mm-hmm. season. Um, and if I recall correctly, he's not maybe necessarily a heading type attacker as much as maybe Jaime Siaj may be. He's more of a put the bring the ball down and take the shot, but he's okay. He was really good at doing that. If I but if still, I if you right. can play a cross into him and he can bring it down and yeah. make a shot or have a shot or a pass, mm-hmm. that's still an element that we have not been able to have on the team due to our lack of size. Yes, in the front four, you can't teach um, hype. No, you can't. Uh, but um, I guess, like I said, depending on the health of these guys. I think we might see a rejuvenated independence attack. Um, it's been a struggle, but I think we saw signs of life in that in that last half hour of the game, despite not scoring. I know we're saying all this, but we didn't score. Yeah. So take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> but, but we looked light years better than we did against Ottawa and against Charleston, in my oh, opinion. Yeah. Um, so... It's, it seems like it's trending upward. I would think so. But I, this I, is, There's positives to take from a game, which is it's hard to find positives in two losses in a row, but I think there's yeah. there's reason to be excited. There, there, and ultimately, I think the other thing, as much as it sucks to lose two games in a row, I mm-hmm. think we have to keep his perspective. We're still second. We're still a top yep. four team at this point. We got some we help. We put ourselves in a good yeah. situation at this point where like, if things are not going to go our way, which they're not, it's not like we're going to fall out of the playoffs like a, a New York Red Bulls 2 are right now. Yeah. It's not like we have a grave hole on our team where we're just like, well, we're we're giving up a lot of goals. We're just not doing anything. And it's 
if it was that type of situation, I would feel far worse. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think this is the norm for the team at this point. Um, I don't think so. Well, with that being said, we'll transition to talking about Cincinnati, our opponent, on Friday night, not Saturday. Yeah. I'm really excited. I don't know Friday why. Friday night but lights. That, yeah. it just something different, I guess, maybe. Just feels like, I mean, hopefully we can get a bigger crowd. Uh, maybe we'll catch some of these uh, soccer families before they head out of town for the soccer tournament. I don't know. Um, but uh, Friday night at 7, I think, uh, Cincinnati yep. comes to town. Like I said, coming off a l- literally last-second uh, draw, yep. they were looking like they were going to lose to uh, St. Louis. And had they lost that game, that would have had a big implication probably on their playoff place that would have dropped them to oh that would have kept them at 39 so they would have been tied well they'd be they'd still be in six because they'd be ahead of orlando on wins yeah you're you're right um but you know it would they have not lost in their last five but they have only won twice so they've got a draw against st louis win against new york red bulls and we'll just go back to the one one draw almost got a triple double for wins losses and ties at this point because they've got 10 wins nine losses and 10 ties. That was completely silly, but whatever. Well, they, they're an interesting team because they had that open cup run where they were, you know, knocking off MLS teams. They were knocking off FC Miami or Miami FC. Yeah. Uh, You know, that was kind of a magic of the cup type thing Mm -hmm. that they had going, but it really didn't translate in the league. Uh, I don't know that it ever has. They really, I think the best way to describe them all year has been up and down. They're like a roller coaster, it seems like. Yeah. Um, looks like they've kind of found something with this new uh, three at the back. I don't know that it's new, but I I know uh, for them, they haven't been playing it all season. Um, but the last two games, they've gone to the three at the back. Uh, that, that Red Bulls game was weird. They, so they scored four goals, uh, but only one of them was from open play, I believe. Really? It was, yeah, it was weird. They scored the first one off of a corner kick. Mm. Um, they had the second one, I think, was off of a corner kick that didn't get cleared. So it wasn't technically directly off the set piece, but it was yeah. like the ball didn't get cleared and uh, the shot was taken, you know, right after the second ball was won or whatever. Yeah. And then the third goal was a center back, uh, Harrison Delbridge, from my alma mater, Appalachian State. Shout Ooh. out. Uh, are they the Mountaineers? Taken, what are they? The Mountaineers, yeah, Mountaineers, that's right. Mountaineers, okay. So he picked up the ball at, at the halfway line, dribbled around a defender looking like, I don't know, some winger from La Liga, <laughs> and then hit a absolute rocket into the, the, the upper corner. It was ins- wow. it was insane. Ins- absolutely insane. Probably my favorite goal I've seen in the USL this year. Whoa. Uh, I know. Yeah, I know. Are you a Cincinnati I'm, fan? I'm not a Cincinnati fan, but that goal was awesome. And then their fourth goal was a direct free kick goal from uh, Kenny Walker. So really that, that the, the center back, you know, looking like Superman was their only goal in open play in that game. Uh, obviously, it's New York Rebels to... They yeah. are the only Eastern Conference team that is in like the top five for goals conceded. Yeah. Uh, so you know, take that result with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but and then they in the St. Louis game, obviously the last one, like I've already said, was a penalty. And then the first one, I still haven't seen it, thanks to USL Productions. I was watching thanks, the game USL. and uh, it was it was like they it's had probably a, bring your daughter or son to work day. I know, no, yeah. this was it was it was on everybody. It was on the commentators. It was on oh. the production. It was everything. So they gave up a corner kick, uh, or the but they proceeded to show the play that led to the corner kick on the replay, which they do a lot. They do this yeah. a lot where you'll miss the corner kick because they're showing a replay. Well, this time they scored. <laughs> uh, they, they did a short corner, apparently, yeah. and they somehow scored. <laughs> but they, it's gonna be such but an they didn't show moment. it. Yeah. They, showed, they were showing a replay, but they never, sh- they never showed a replay of the actual goal. Wow. And the and the uh, the announcers were just like, oh, and Cincinnati have taken the sh- corner short and put the ball into the back of the net. No it's description. Be such a weird moment for the announcers. Yeah, where no. Like, oh my God, nobody saw that watching the game. No description at all, and they just kind of went on talking about the game as if the goal didn't happen. What? So I, you know, I fast forwarded a little bit from that point. Maybe and they watched, didn't like, know the, last... the goal happened. I don't no, know. No, they did. They said there was a goal. They just didn't feel like describing it. Hmm. Or showing the replay, so I don't. Re- I still don't know how that uh, first goal was scored um, against St. Louis, but I think this is a really juicy matchup on paper. Uh, they, I think it'll be entertaining. I mean, the, the Queen City Cup is at stake. Okay, um, question: so, Is that yes. is there an actual Queen City Cup, or is yeah. that just something we made up? No, there, that's there a thing. is a Queen City Cup. Yeah, okay. that's a thing. There's a cup I, and everything. I think there's a cup. I don't, okay, I haven't seen it because there is a Southern um, Derby Cup. Yeah, I didn't know that was an actual thing. Right. I, didn't, I didn't know there was so much history of that thing, to be honest with you. I yeah. thought it was just a me, us, and Charleston type thing that we made up. Yeah. Uh, but I, if I'm not mistaken, there is a physical cup, and it is a, it is a literal thing. Because last year when we played Cincinnati at home for the last one, the the mayor, if I'm not mistaken, came out. Cincinnati? No, 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 not Cincinnati. The oh, mayor of oh, the uh, Charlotte, uh, Charlotte. Jennifer yeah. Roberts. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's her name. Yeah, Jennifer Roberts came out for the game. Um, mayor Emeritus at this point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because she lost the prime. <laughs> I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's going to be uh, an interesting game on paper. I think it'll be very – because there's still a ton. Like, the thing about the Eastern Conference – we were talking to play about, for. There's a lot to play. Like, yeah. like Playoff seeds are at stake. Harrisburg uh, could still make the playoffs in a crazy scenario. Yeah, I mean it's impossible, basically. But <laughs> I mean, you the the East is so congested right now; it's insane, and it's 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 fun. It's interesting to see the parallels between uh-huh. the Western and the Eastern Conference. Oh, let's not even go there. But we let's just, not go, yeah yeah let's not go down that discussion. I don't want to rant about how terrible the Western Conference defenses <laughs> are. So it's not good. End of story. Oh, okay. We're just gonna keep going. <laughs> uh, yeah, so technically we've clinched the playoffs. It has been reported. It's not yes. official. This hasn't been officially reported by USL or Charlotte Independence, but uh, word on the street. A couple is. of yeah, the word on the street is that the only team that could catch us on points is Orlando, but they cannot catch us on wins, mm. which is the first tiebreaker in USL for whatever reason. Thanks USL. It's, worked it's not out goal us. difference like every other league in the world, <laughs> uh, but. You know, that's kind of gone hush-hush. But we have a chance to, I don't know, clinch playoff at home, whatever. We, I, I, we're we going to be in the playoffs at this point. I think 
we really need to push, and we need to get three I, points in this game. I do not want to be in fifth like we were last year. No, that would be oh a disaster. I Honestly, that would be the worst possible scenario to come out of this season is to not get a top four. I mean, we yeah. were – a couple months ago, we were just seeing, you know, top four was a guarantee. I, yeah. But then we stumbled through August a little bit, and then we, we really did. stumbled through September – yeah. And here we are, the last game in September, three games to go in our season against three playoff teams, two of which are in the top three. Yeah. This, it's a tough road. It is. I, you know, we've still got – we've got a four-point lead on Tampa Bay, but Tampa Bay has got two games in hand. Yeah. And we've got a five-point lead on Rochester, uh, and they've got a game in hand. Yeah. So it's going to get pretty tight here at the end. Charleston trails us by one point. Uh, first place, I think, is pretty much out of the question at this point, unless Unfortunately. Louisville uh, drops all their remaining points. I don't know. I think they've been uh, watching people's film, or maybe they've been watching people's signals with an iPhone. I don't know. Uh, maybe <laughs> Who was that's, it that did that? I don't know. Uh, that's it was a baseball the Red Sox. thing, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. It was the Red Sox. Dirty doing cheaters. That against the Yankees. So it's kind of, you, you almost think that shouldn't even be like against the rules. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, and it's, it's going to be interesting because. The last thing we need is to go to Rochester, Tampa Bay, Charleston, first week of the playoffs. It's the last thing we I, need. Yeah, and at um, this point, like I want a home playoff game for selfish reasons. Yes. Because <laughs> I want to be there to watch the team play in the playoffs. If we have to go to Tampa Bay, I'm not going to be able to make that trip. To I mean, I would yeah. love to make that trip, but I don't have the funds. I've heard to Tampa make that Bay is trip. very sleazy, so I don't. That's just not something I'm into. <laughs> oh, so, come on, that's mean. I mean, I'm sure they've got great people there. I've heard Ralph's Mob is a very nice group of people. They were loud on Saturday. Not they to go really back were. to, yeah. but they, that was a big crowd. I guess they were all there for the Shaggy concert after the game. But I, still, that was I know, a I loud, stayed after for involved the crowd. It was probably Shaggy yelling in the co- in the the crowd because he was so excited <laughs> he's <was> so pumped <laughs> but yeah the the this is a huge game for for our playoff hopes to get top four i think if we get three points here and get up to 51 yeah. i'm gonna feel much better about everything going forward mm-hmm. i think i don't want to you know i don't want to jump ahead and talk about louisville and charleston i want to keep focused on this game i think because of the the way cincinnati plays they're not going to sit back uh, deep and just bunker in and try to ca- hit us on the counter. That's not their style. No. They're going to come out. They want to play on the front foot. They want to possess the ball uh, similar to we do, similar to Tampa Bay. I think this game is going to be open. Uh, the last time we played them, it was an open game. It was a yeah. it was a really entertaining game. Mm-hmm. 1-1 was the finish. Uh, there was that whole Twitter debacle where they uh, said Luke was wasting time when he was actually injured and missed several games, but Ha, you looked really silly, didn't yeah. you, Cincinnati person? Yeah. I hope you lost your job, but you probably Oh, didn't. no. That, I don't hope they lose their job. It's just an apology yeah. would be, you know, that would suffice. This is, that's my thing. Just, like, admit you made a mistake. Yeah. Because I've done that before. Mm-hmm. I've yelled at a player, oh, you're not injured. And then I'm like, oh, I feel terrible because <laughs> you say, I'm sorry. Sk- exactly. You that? I've done that before. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, you, you've been there for that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's just a little thing. But hashtag TikTok kind of got under my skin when that happened. Uh, but it's an intriguing matchup because I think, uh, they've got a player, Kenny Walker, who is a, he's a really good player. I think he, he leads their team in assists with six, I believe. Yeah. Six assists. 44 chances created too. Yeah. So he's a, he's kind of their, 
He's fast, if I'm not mistaken, too. If I remember right, he's really he's a very quick uh, I don't, attacking player. Yeah, if I'm it's not hard mistaken. to tell how fast midfielders are because they don't really get the ball in open space a whole lot. True. Um, but he is kind of their life lifeblood there in the midfield. He kind of I don't know. He, I don't know who to compare him to on our team. Maybe Lewis Hilton. Uh, he's kind that's of. That's a fair assessment. I know he's he's one of their higher up uh, points or passes per ninety uh, specialists there, and he's got a pretty good pass percentage. Yeah, too, I don't so. think he's really a. He's not really a holding midfielder, or I think he's more of an attacking midfielder. I don't know. I haven't watched them enough to know. Um, I'm hoping to. You sure? Because I thought you were a Cincinnati fan. I, I watched th- uh, like two-ish games today. Oh, so okay. So that was, that was the amount of Cincinnati. Oh, and technically I watched them play in the Open Cup. So like four games total this season. Mm. But that was because they were on ESPN and like whatever. Oh, yeah, that game was hard not to watch. The, the, like, I don't, that, that was an exciting it game. It was. The Mitch Says No game or yeah. whatever. Hopefully Mitch says yes a few times. Because we were talking about this before – Outside of his open cup performance, I don't think he is the best goalkeeper. I, d- uh, I think he's I think so. he's solid. I don't I don't think he's bad, but yeah. I don't think he's uh, particularly outstanding. But of course, we've seen some really outstanding goalkeeper performances at the sports. Parks. I know. Why do we bring out the best in goalkeepers? I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the the new stadium. Yeah, maybe the but turf they, is really good around yeah, there. Yeah, it's I don't nice know. and bouncy or something. <laughs> I don't know. But we've seen some incredible saves uh, against us and for us, I guess, as well yeah. at, at the Sportsplex. So, um, I, you know, I, now that we've said that we don't think he's as good as the Open Cup uh, may have made him out to be, he's probably going to make a couple wonder what saves. What we know is we can't get him in a penalty situation. <laughs> yeah. If we can't. If oh, we no, get- he, I think he uh, got – no. Yeah, he got a penalty scored against him in that oh. St. Louis game, I believe. So maybe the, the juju is uh, worn off. Yeah. <laughs> but one thing I was looking at, which is probably why Cincinnati has not fared too well this season and are not being consistent, their away record is not good. No, their away record is awful. Yeah. It's more than not good. Yeah. I wonder – it's hard to know because we don't have the, the insight we're not um, – you know, on the ground, so to speak. True. We're not watching other games, but I wonder if it's just uh, they've had a tough away schedule. Maybe I, I was trying to look at some of the games they've lost on the road. Some of them have been like, okay, they lost to Louisville, I think, on the road, and they lost to Tampa Bay on the road. They Those lost to are, Louisville bad. Was that like? I think they lost like six zero to Louisville. It was bad. Well, Louisville has at times been on another level than anybody else. It's five zero, so. but. They did get a red card up in Louisville, and we all know. Yeah, Louisville red refs, cards should get thrown out. Yeah, they just should, on principle. in Louisville, the opposing team should need to get two red cards to get sent off. As far as I'm concerned, yeah, but yeah, they're playing like, on a baseball field. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Moving on, yep. but uh, something somebody we haven't talked about is GB Fall. He's yeah. their leading scorer with 11, followed by Danny Koenig with 10. They're really it. Um, they're kind of similar to us in that they don't have a lot of goal scorers. Uh, we've got um, mm. we've got several guys with like three or four, but the mo- majority of our goals have been scored by Enzo Martinez and Jorge Herrera. Uh, so that's kind of a similar um, similar thing. They 
I don't think they ever play together. Really, is what I've been hearing. I know they, I it's think usually I've seen one or the other. Like once or twice, maybe. I think the uh, only time they played together was a little bit in that St. Louis game that I watched. Yeah, uh, but I think t- typically they play with one guy up top, and it's either mm-hmm. Chibi Fall or Danny Koenig. It's yeah. usually not both. They're definitely a. From what I've seen of them, uh, back and forth, I haven't really honestly seen much of Fall, uh, but Koenig, what I've seen, he's they're both true strikers. They both want the ball. They both are not afraid to do it. And I, th- I think GB Fall still leads the USL in headed goals, if I'm not mistaken. He's got he's got like six, if I'm not mistaken. He's got five headed goals. Five headed goals. Yeah. Maybe he doesn't anymore. I know. There may have been an old stat. But he's, he's uh, no six foot relevant. two, so he's he's got the height. Yes. He's also 32 years old. I didn't know that. I thought he was a younger guy. Oh, that's but, uh And uh, Danny Koenig is also six foot two. So hmm. we've got to deal with some size, something we don't always deal with well. True. I think, um, I think it's just going to be – I feel much more confident with Kalungi and Duckett together. Um, you know, to be honest, I can't – we just when, – when we give up those headed goals, it's usually – when the defense is scrambling. So, like, uh, the the one I can think of just off the top of my head was that Ottawa where we didn't clear oh. the corner well enough. Yeah. And they got, you know, we had Joel Johnson matched up on, mm-hmm. on the striker or the, and even think the striker, about the, the guy, the attacker. When we lost to them in Ottawa, that set-piece goal was a headed goal. Yeah, off sort the of. Weird it was off, a weird Yeah, Turf got goal. the assist. Yeah. Um, but it's – that's another thing um, – that we kind of skimmed over with the the Rowdies game there, but set pieces is probably going to be a thing that we got to watch out for because um, yeah. we don't defend them very well. Well, see, I tweeted out during the game that I, that set pieces had become a problem of yeah. late, but then I watched it back several times and was like, you know, based on the the scheme that we employed, there was nothing more that Donnie Smith could do, and that. And uh, Jason Bailey kind of brought up that we need to adjust our scheme on set pieces to put a man at the back post uh, as a zonal guy at the back post yeah, rather than just go man-to-man. And I think normally we do a little bit of both. We do a little bit of man-to-man and zonal, but Mm. I think he pointed out that we only do zonal at the near post and not the back post. Mm. Um, so that's something to it's keep something an eye on. Yeah. Definitely something to keep an eye on 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 Friday. I almost said Saturday again uh, to see how we mark up on on those corner kicks and free kicks and stuff. So um, all that being said, I like this matchup for us, especially at home. I think uh, this is a perfect opportunity to grab three points against a higher quality opponent. Uh, they're not to the level of a Charleston or a Louisville. Yeah. But they are also not the level of Rochester. Yeah, Cincinnati's got. I mean, a ton not of money. excuse me, not Rochester. Oh. Richmond. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Rochester's Ooh. good. Dig on Rochester. There. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, Cincinnati's got some talent there too. So it, it's going to be interesting. I think honestly, I, I'm not too worried about this matchup. It's as any game really, but I, I feel like it's essentially for us. The first 30 minutes or so are going to be really key as far as if there's a goal, if we score, if they score kind of thing. Yeah. Um, we don't play well when we concede early no. for the most part. We had a couple of those uh, where we conceded early and then 
turned around and blew them, blew out, you know, the Red Bulls or whatever. But for the most part, when it, when we concede first, especially if it's early, yeah. then we. But it's just the teams. It just depends on who we're playing, you know. Yeah. Because if we're playing a team that's gonna look to get an early goal so that they can just park the bus, that's a little bit of a different. Which I don't really animal. think Cincinnati's. That no, type I don't of, see Cincinnati they unless are. they d- decide to completely change their game plan uh, to get a point or three points in this game and completely abandon who they are. I don't expect them to do that. But mm. that said, they're fighting for. They're fighting. They're in the fight for a top four. Yeah. And this game it, it would be huge. So if they could grab three points against us, that would be huge for them. So I expect them to come out and try to get three points, which I think, (laughs) funnily enough, I think that will play into our strengths. Yeah. Um, So with that being said, let's move to predictions. Ooh, yeah. I I don't know why. I think I was really – I was just really encouraged by the last 30 minutes um, in Tampa Bay, and I feel good about this game. I think – we're going to get back on track. I think we're going to win this one 2-1. Okay, good. I thought you were going to say exactly what I was going to say. Okay, um, no, 2-1. It's very similar, but it's not the same thing. Um, do you want to expand upon that at all? If not, you don't have to. Mm, but. For the interest of time, no. Okay, yeah. We're at an hour right now. Ooh, we have been going a little long. I mean, um, we warned them that this was going to be a longer yes. episode. Sorry, not sorry. Um, I'm going to say 2-0. 2-0, okay. I think we'll win by multiple goals. I think... I, hey, I would pr- prefer yours. Yeah, I, I just I think this is an, a really good opportunity for us to to kind of reset as a team going against get the, some guys back, get some guys yeah. back. Um, I would I would I'd almost be willing to say if we have June Marquis Davidson and Alex Martinez back that there is we are very yeah <laughs> we're definitely going to win take alert <laughs> i was going to say there's you no chance we tell. lose ben was about to say there's absolutely no chance that we I lose the game did. if yeah. june marcus davidson and alex martinez play i i really feel confident if they, okay that's, I, I, that's i'll go fine. and say that yeah i think if we have june marcus davidson and alex martinez back that, that we're nearly guaranteed to win um and that's based on how well we play together with that formation um, I think we'll see Jorge up top, Estrada on the right, the typical formation in the back. Um, I I feel really confident with that team. I think we can play with any team in the league with that with that starting lineup. Yeah, um, I would agree with that. We've so, shown it. You know, we beat Louisville three one. Yeah, with that lineup. So yep, it, so I, it can I feel be confident done. We just have to case. find our we just have to find our footing again. But I agree with you. I think this is a great opportunity to kind of hit the reset button for mm-hmm. these last three games. Yep. If we can get three points here, go up to Louisville and grind out a result, either a win or a draw, up at the baseball pitch, yep. I think that sets up things nicely for Charleston. Who out has of the park, if you will. Been, yeah, Charleston, who has really been the thorn in our side this season. I think, like, I think this is the first step – of like a three-step, you know, journey to grab that one of those top four. Um, like we said, we think I think first place is out of the question at this point. So really, we're talking about two through four at this point. Uh, mm-hmm. If we can hold on to two, or 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 just hold on and follow the three or whatever, yeah, then I think that would be uh, considering 
the adversity we've had to go up against the last month or so, I think that would be okay. Yeah. So, but this is the first step in that journey. Uh, so we may catch Louisville not to jump ahead because we well that's not that's, even yeah let's not jump that's ahead. Not talk about Louisville. Yeah. I just noticed something because we can do that. It's a thing for another. Podcast. We have a whole episode to jump ahead to Louisville. So yes. So we got a couple questions to go over from last week or from the midweek of last week, um, and we kind of ran out of time in the last episode to discuss them, and we're running out of time. In this episode, so we're going to try to make this quick as possible uh, while at the same time answering the question. Mm-hmm. So the first one, not technically a question, but it is an interesting topic. It's discuss Luke's contribution, Luke being Luke Wechter, uh, and it was prompted because of a, uh, a Facebook post by one of our listeners, um, and it was saying 15 is the problem, 15 being Luke Wechter, yep. and he's got some some stats down here. Uh, to back up his claim, saying that 13 games with Luke as a starter, we concede first 12 out of 13, minus five goal difference, and points per game only 1.8, or 1.08. And then in 15 games not starting, concede first three out of 15, plus 21 goal difference, and points per game are 2.27. Clean streets as a starter, zero, not starting six. So if you take, take those at face value, that absolutely looks like Luke Wechter's the problem. Problem with statistics is uh, a lot of times you can uh, manipulate, not manipulate them, but uh, yeah. you can create a narrative based on statistics that may not necessarily be true. I, I think that's that. a little bit the case here. Yeah. I think There's a lot of factors to, to break down what that may mean as far as that record goes, because right. I think the first and major thing is we have to take into account the injury head. I think um, the beginning of the season is when he started majority of those. Well, games, yeah, I, I would mean, think up until we were not a good team up until the first <laughs> time we played FC Cincinnati. Yeah, he and Cody Mizell were the only two players that started and played every game. Yeah, um, and I think to say that it was his fault that we were struggling at the beginning of the season, I think, kind of glosses over who we were at the beginning of the season. Our attack was not good at the beginning of the season. They were still trying to figure out how to play together. Mm-hmm. We were trying to stick Jan Ekra up top. We're and the not David Spees experiment. The yeah. Spees instead of Estrada was playing mm-hmm. a lot. You had yet We had yet to really find the Callum Ross and uh, June Davidson yeah. midfield pairing, which has worked so well since that New York Red Bulls game. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, we're talking that's a month right there of the season where we were just really struggling. Yeah. Where Luke was a starter because of Bilal's injury. Yep. And I thought Luke, in the, he progressed game in and game out during I that stretch. I think he played better than he, he did worse. As, as, he, as the yeah. team started to play better, he started to really come into his own as a center back, uh, filling in for Bilal, or if you want to say he's filling in for Kalunji because Kalunji was filling in for Bilal, whatever. Yeah. I mean, so, there was a debate between us, if I'm not mistaken, on if Wechter would have lost his job when Duckett came back, if right. I'm not mistaken. And yeah. I think I think you were kind of in the camp of we should keep Luke because they started Continuity. this run with him and yeah. whatever, but um, ultimately that didn't happen. And I think the injury was that kind of took it out of, off the table anyways. Mm-hmm. He got hurt in the Cincinnati game, like we said. Yep. And I think that injury has really stunted his progression. I don't – you know, I, I, I think he's healthy – yeah, but I think it's so important for a center back, a young center back like like that, to be 
in in the game situation. Yeah. You, there's I mean, only you look so much ref you can, situation like Yeah. You look at David Spees, he's kind of been up and down that kind of thing. He hasn't had a whole lot of reps in the position. Since For the different situations. Yes, that, that, Luke Wechter, he has not had a whole lot of reps consistently yeah. at that position. You look at Callum Ross, he's had a, a good bit of reps and he's done very well with those reps. So he's he's yeah. deserved that spot that he's earned. And I mean, you even look at a Yearwood. He's gotten some spots and he's done well. Yeah. So I I think that's what it comes down to a lot too. It's I don't think it's a reflection of his him as a player. Um he's made some rookie mistakes. He's made some some plays that maybe weren't the best. Yeah. And 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 you also have to factor in that of the 15 games that he did not start, uh 13 of those were during beatless. Mm, and I think yeah. you have to account for maybe those are a little inflated the other way. Exactly, yeah. Like we were averaging 2. Point, almost we were averaging 2.3 points a game during that stretch yeah. because we won, you know, like 10 of those games. And probably. everything and was going our everything way. Everything was going our way. Our attack was just killing it clearly by the plus 21 goal difference. Yeah. So I think while the on paper I think that, that uh those stats are damning as as Chris said. But I think if you have to look at it, you have to look at the big picture. You know, soccer yeah. is a team game. I think, I mean, you can't say that every single one of those goals was the direct fault of Luke. Yeah. Uh, Luke's poor play. I will say, since coming back from the injury, he has not been uh, nearly as good as he was before the injury. And yeah. whether that be physical or mental, I think it's probably mental. And and also mental the fact that reps, he. Yeah. Before the injury, he was playing exclusively. Exclu- excuse me, it's been a long night, and I'm starting to lose my speaking ability. <laughs> uh, it he has been playing beside Kalunji. Yeah. And this past game against Charleston, where he looked so bad, he was playing next to Duckett. Mm-hmm. And center backs, they need that continuity. They need that yep. communication. It looked like the communication wasn't there. Mm-hmm. On on in that game, and so I think that's part of it too. And, you and plus, he hasn't too, played with with Yearwood next to him a yeah. whole lot either. I think that comes it makes a a big difference too because if you don't have that innate ability of knowing what you think someone's going to do in a situation, you're going to make a decision one way yeah. or another for good or for worse. Um, so I think the the fact that he didn't have as many reps is a major. Uh, Factor. Yeah, it was. I think. I think a lot of it was the, was the injury and and just not being in the team with Yearwood and with Bilal Duckett. Yeah. And so, say all that to say, I think Luke's fine. Yeah. And maybe maybe defender. I'm wrong. Whatever. I think Luke's fine. I think mm-hmm. I don't think Luke is the problem. I think the problem is, is more than one player. I think because you can you can. You, you can't single out a single player in the Charleston game. I think we said Bilal Duckett. Outside of Bilal Duckett, you can't single out a single player that had a good game that night. It, yeah, and, that's and, another and big And the same can be too. said for some of these other games where we've Rochester probably should game, have won. Everybody played terrible. Uh, well, we, well, well, I'm just thinking more recently. Oh, okay. Some of these games that we probably should have gotten all three points, but we dropped a couple because we got a draw. True. Uh, you know, these aren't, that's not because our defenders weren't, were playing poorly. It was because, you know, our – our attack was a little stale. Yeah. So I, I just think you have to look at this holistically. You can't just uh, single out the statistics, regardless of, you know, 
you know, I appreciate the the conversation starter, and I am completely discussion. open to being wrong. If somebody has an imposing viewpoint, um, I'm okay with being wrong, I'm wrong or all being, the time. you know, whatever. I I just think I think the stats don't tell the story in that case because uh, numbers can numbers can lie. I know that the saying mm-hmm. is numbers never lie, but I don't yeah. think that's true. Um, I think this is one of those cases where the numbers are a little skewed. Yep. Um, and then our other question is, this is the one where we're, we're not really going to have an answer, uh, was why do you think uh, the independents have faltered down the stretch the last two years, 15 being missing out on the playoffs by yep. like a couple points, and then uh, last year falling out of the top four. Mm-hmm. Like it's starting to look like we might do here in 17. So uh, I think the question specifically was, is it something to do with Jeffries? Uh, and I think the only conclusion that we've come to is maybe at least this year, we think maybe he didn't uh, rotate enough yeah. during the summer. Could be a and rotation it might be issue. catching up with the injuries and with like uh, just the, look the tired legs look yeah because i mean you think about it the way jeffries wants to play is a heavy possessed game it's mentally tasking and physically tasking because when they are when they're at their best they're playing fast uh they're they're pressing the back line they're running a lot the front four especially is running a lot Mm -hmm. it's the, the the fullbacks are up and down the whole game it's a it's a physically taxing style of play, and I think maybe we're seeing it catch up to us a little bit uh, because we didn't rotate very much. You know, we keep calling it beatless because that was the name that was christened for the streak. You know, uh, going you know before our time years back. Yeah. Uh, and that stretch, we pretty much threw out the same starting eleven nearly every game. We did, and a lot of those were midweek had midweek games and I think maybe those all those minutes are just starting to catch up and I think hopefully this as the schedule slows down like we've said Mm -hmm. fingers crossed that we don't have any more weird things I don't think the hurricane can hit Louisville so I think we're okay with that yeah could hit maybe they've got tornadoes Charlotte I mean Charlotte has been affected by hurricanes that's true but (laughs) uh, I, I think maybe that could be it or maybe it's coincidence, uh, you know. It could be. It could very well just be coincidence because stuff happens, you know. Yeah. This is a weird league that, as we've seen <laughs> over the course of this season, teams get hot, uh, teams get not hot, <laughs> and <laughs> it it just some, maybe it's just coincidence that two years in a row, and you know, the last three games will have a lot to say about. What, yeah. what we can make of that anyways. Because um, mm-hmm. we could turn around if we win nine points and, you know, get to 57 points for the year. We'll probably be in second place, you know, hosting every game, but possibly the Eastern Conference final, you know. Yep. Um, it just kind of depends. There's so, still a lot to figure out the rest of the season, which is – Right. It's, it's nice. I, I'll, I'd rather have it that way than just a lock. I mean, honestly. I would have preferred to – I mean, I would prefer to be over the 50-point mark at this point, obviously. It's just teasing us it's at this just, point. Seriously. I mean, we've been sitting on 48 now for uh, – we were sitting on play, clinching the playoffs, it feels like, for 
two or three weeks yeah. now. It feels uh, like we been... just haven't been able to do it. I think we could have <laughs> clinched with a win over Ottawa, and we didn't. Yep. And then we could have clinched with a win or a tie over Charleston. Couldn't do it. Winner, I think a win or a tie would have seen us clinch. I think it was a tie against Tampa Bay. And Tampa it, Bay, yeah. and it would have clinched. So it feels like we've been sitting on the the steps <clears> here. Uh, and we've, you know, we it's been a it's been a tough stretch here. Uh, we will tweet out any information we get about the injuries. Uh, typically, we get those on Thursday. We might get them on Wednesday because the week or the games moved up a day this week. I don't True. Know. Yeah, that's a good um, point. But this will when you hear this, it'll probably be Tuesday or Wednesday, anyways. <laughs> so you might already know. Um, I know some people probably don't listen to this until the day of the game. That's possible. So too. you might know. By the time you're listening to this, so you may know more than we do. And the starting lineup might be out by now. <laughs> and if that's as the long case, as then this, why are you still listening? As long as this episode has been, <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, before we sign off, uh, I want to just throw out our social medias, just in case there's new listeners. I doubt it, but just in case, we're at Talking Jacks on Twitter. That's talking without the G. Because mm-hmm. uh, we're cool like that. Yeah, we are part of the Soccer and Sweet Tea Network. We're writing articles about just about every single game uh, and then some other stuff sprinkled in. I, I think Ben said he's got a piece coming out soon about Alex Martinez. Yes. So that'll be something to keep your eyes peeled for. Mm-hmm. Um, we work really hard on that stuff. Um, we want to get it out there. If you're listening to this and you're not reading, uh, give us you know give us a chance. Uh, yes. We don't always know what we're talking about, but we, we, try. we try really hard. I mean, so. <laughs> And uh, Facebook, Facebook is growing slowly, but growing. It's Talking Jacks podcast on Facebook. You can just search us; you should be able to find us. Um, Instagram at Talking Jacks as well. Uh, hadn't had much to post because I typically only post during home games because I don't want to post pictures of me sitting in my living room watching <laughs> on YouTube. So, uh, yeah, it, I'm. I apologize for this episode being so long, but we just had so much to cover and. Uh, Lots of things to address. yeah, lots to discuss, and we got big, big things coming this last couple of weeks of the season. Uh, just another little note: I'm going to be on the Cincinnati Soccer Talk uh, March to the Match Day podcast coming up March this week. Uh, it's where day. they bring an opposing uh, person. It's not like ben- a roast, is it? They're not setting. No, up, it's not they? a roast. Okay. It's just like uh, it's something that we should probably look into for next season. It's something I really want to look into for next season: is bringing yeah. on a guest who is really a lot more knowledgeable in the opponent. Uh, I don't know why they picked me, (laughs) uh, but uh, so if you want to hear me on that, you can, you probably hear a lot more uh, good information about FC Cincinnati that way. Um, so I'll tweet that out whenever it comes out. Uh, I don't know what day it comes out. Make sure you do a lot of research on why we're the queen city. Okay. I've, I've got, my easiest answer is we were here first. <laughs> like we were a city probably before so we'll Ohio the, was a state. We'll I would take the think. childhood uh, debate there. I like well, it. It, that's the only debate we need. I mean, <laughs> we were around first. They're like just it. mad because now I won't get into that. Yeah, it's a, Ohio's just mad because we are first in flight and they're first in the birthplace of aviation. They're just they're yeah. just jealous of us. Any chance you know they what? Get. There's a correlation. Yeah, it's a reoccurring thing. Yeah, so, makes sense. Queen City Cups trash talk. <laughs> starting right now getting the yeah getting the juices flowing for friday night yep so anyways thank you guys for sticking with us through this long episode thank you uh if you're still listening at this point you are a saint mm-hmm. uh, and you get to hear our wonderful sign off um 
So thank you guys again so much. Come on, you jacks. Woo! Woo!